welcome to another tanked up episode of We <laughs> Only Look Thin. I am Katherine Weigel. I am one of your hosts. I have lost 145 pounds. And with me today is... Tanked up Donald Weigel. Hello. Hello. And uh, I have lost about 100 pounds. Congratulations. And have... Thank you. Congratulations to you You're as well. You're welcome. Oh, no, thank you. I forget yeah. how to talk to people because of yeah. isolation for 18 months. Exactly. Um, but uh, I've kept uh, my weight off for uh, about three and a half years now and uh, barreling down on four. Congratulations. Uh, but yeah, this is a tanked up episode. Uh, yes, indeed. When do you get tanked up, Donald? Uh, well, my in the past, I would always get tanked up when I was about to go somewhere. Yeah, like on a road trip, which ironically, or actually, it's not ironic because we planned all this, so it's not like what is happening. <laughs> um, I am oh, a- I hadn't thought we were going to talk about this today. I didn't <laughs> what know. A surprise! What's on the agenda? <laughs> we make it sound so fluid and like surprising, right? And like. It's do they, all spontaneous. Do they ever write a script for any of this? What what they don't know is is the hours that we practice our banter before <laughs> we get on. Like this part right here, we've rehearsed like many, many times. Many, so many, but yeah. it seems off the cuff. Yeah. It seems unpracticed. Right. It seems <laughs> <laughs> random. Uh, but oh, wait. some might say the entire podcast <laughs> seems extremely unpracticed. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, ironically, as as luck would have it, um, I I am going on a road trip. Oh, yeah. Manana. Oh, you are. I yeah. Manana means tomorrow. It does <laughs> in many languages. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I am. It's not like a road trip, not like partying road trip. No. Uh, I am actually uh, going to go see my mother. Wow. That uh, sounds like a party. Sure. <laughs> Can we edit this out? Um, we, uh, I am going on a road trip by myself, which is the perfect time yeah. to secret eat. Oh, yeah. In the past, the me of the past would have tanked up. Uh, yeah. But this well, time- Well, you, you would have tanked up in front of me and been like, yeah, because I'm not going to stop for food. And then yeah, you would have driven down the street. Again. <laughs> right. I would have gone- up, Picked up fast food. I would have stopped at the donutery right. that is right down the street. And the the sad part is you, I would then see you walking to the mailbox right there. Like there's a little right, post office. Right. And I'd be like, with my dozen donuts- Right. Like, oh no. Well, you'd be like, oh, I'm buying these to take to my mom. Yeah. And then and then you would just eat them all on the way. Yeah. yeah. No, and that's uh, that's my instinct. Yeah. Uh, four years into it, uh, interestingly enough, on Walt Place, we only look thin place. Yeah. Uh, our group this morning, someone was talking about having a relapse uh, on on eating some extra food and thinking that two years into losing a hundred pounds must be nice. That they were still <laughs> surprised that they were having relapses into overeating. Oh boy! Guess yeah. what? I'm yeah. never surprised. No, it doesn't stop. No, doesn't stop. Doesn't. <laughs> surprise i just know that it's part of the deal yeah i don't want to get off on a whole like a whole thing because we're talking about road trips but i still fairly frequently like i have kept my weight off for now three and a half years as i said i still fairly frequently will come home late from work and i will have been solid on calories all day and then suddenly just like not be able to stop myself from eating like an extra 500 calories or something like that. Yeah, but I I think the difference is now because I had a really bad day. Like Yeah. Like imagine Pac-Man and Hungry Hungry Hippos were all vying for the same little white balls right. things. Mm-hmm. That was me in my mouth in the pantry just yeah. trying to hide all the evidence of all the snacks. Um but I'm not surprised by it. Like no. I'm like who am 
I? I'm me. <laughs> I'm the same me. What, what do I think? In four years, I'm going to undo 41 years of? No. no. It's like, it's still there. It's still, I just have to tamp it down. Right. Cage it up. Well, and and you know now that when that happens, you know not to give up. And right. you know not to use that as an excuse just to throw away all of your progress. And you know to get right back on the plan the next day. And, and you know you'll be fine. Exactly. Um, so that's the big difference. And that's the that's all we have to say today about that. Yeah. Um, no, about like everything. Like that's done. <laughs> oh, the episode's over? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, but uh, it is... One thing to give lots of tips and tricks, which we're going to do today, yeah. uh, it's it's great to do that, but then actually walking the walk or driving the drive, as mm. the case may be in this uh, this episode. We but, do walk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we do walk, but I'll be driving. But I am We going, literally walk the walk all the time. Yeah, but uh, the driving the drive is me for five hours in the car alone, uh, and I can say, oh, I will do a great job. Everything will be fine. I will do all the things that I'm going to tell all y'all to do on this episode, but we don't actually know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I don't know. I know what I'm capable of. Uh, I'll just see if I can actually do it. Uh, maybe you can report back on it next time. Maybe I will. That's a great way to get accountability. Yeah. Um, but we, uh, we, yeah, we are going to talk about uh, road trips on this. Donald. Can we start by talking about your experience with road trips? We certainly can. Um, I you you've mentioned tanking up a couple of times, and when I was growing up, whenever we would take a long car trip, which was fairly frequently, my grandparents lived you know well, it seemed really long as a kid, but they lived about two hours, two and a half hours away, and we would go visit them frequently, and then we would go you know on car trips for vacations and things like that, and. There was always this notion of got to make good time. Yeah. Like really got to make good time. We got to like making good time. That's the important part. And so that led to eat as much food as you can before you leave. And then any chance you had to eat food, like this was kind of, you know, look, I love my parents. They were wonderful. They did a lot of wonderful things, but this was not one of them. They... (laughs) They would they would then tell me, eat as much as you can at every opportunity that you had it because you don't know when you're going to have a chance to eat again because we've got to make good time. We've got to like, you know, the, the be all end all of the trip was making good time and not stopping. And so that led me to over and over again, have this like food scarcity mentality yeah. a- around road trips and around driving. It- it's funny, though, because you still get into heated arguments with your chums, your guy chums, yeah. about how long it takes to get somewhere. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, no, oh uh, no, I can drive from San Francisco to Los Angeles in like two hours. Like, I don't know what you're talking I, about. I was talking about this recently with a guy who's from San Francisco who is like, oh. yeah, it's it's usually eight hours. He was like saying this, and I was like, thank you. Thank you so much. He was like, well, you know, you could probably do it in like five and a half on like, you know, uh, amazing circumstances, but yeah, it's usually. There's, but there are people who just insist you can drive from Los Angeles to San Francisco in four hours, and it drives me crazy. So I always exaggerate, and I'm like, I can, I've made it from LA to San Francisco in 64 minutes once, you know. Oh my gosh, it's but just like, not possible. We, the fervor of it, but I feel it because you're I just know. like, well, our friends is we can do it in five hours, and we're already at four hours and 45 minutes, and we're nowhere near there. So there's a lot of stress. Yeah, but you know. 
I have grown up with this idea of this food scarcity because of that. And so it's sort of like any chance I would get, any any stopping for gasoline, any kind of, you know, opportunity, if food was offered to me, I would take it and I would eat it all whether I was hungry or not, whether I really wanted it or not. And as a grown-up, which I know is a little bit of a hard sell sometimes for people, but I have tried to make the journey part of the the adventure part of the fun that ties into weight loss also it just it literally just occurred to me that that was part of it exactly good job sorry did i step on your joke no not at all wow Um, you blew my mind so when now when the three of us Catherine and i and our daughter our dark passenger yes our dark (laughs) passenger like dexter's dark passenger um who's also our daughter yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) um she was talking about in some game she's in being a member of the Dark Brotherhood, and I was like, I said, <laughs> well, so, so so you'd like you deliver meals to shut-ins, <laughs> oh <my laughs> you know, with gosh. the name of Dark Brotherhood. She is so disappointed that we're happily married. She just that is not enough drama for yeah, her. <laughs> exactly. So we try and make the trip part of the fun, and we. You know, one summer we listened to all of the Harry Potter books while we were traveling. And um, so we pick an audiobook or a podcast um, or something. And then we stop as many times on that trip as we feel like. Anytime somebody has to go to the bathroom, we don't push it. We stop and we go. And we don't make it a thing about food scarcity, and we don't make it a thing about tanking up. Yeah, you know, and I think for me, it's interesting, like you came from the tank up family. Right. And I came from the just, I want to eat all the food. Like, car equaled lots of food. Yeah. And for me, even having like, okay, we'll make a sandwich for the road. Like, I wouldn't even pull out of the parking spot yeah. before the sandwich was gone. Yeah, we talked on a recent episode about driving to Disneyland and, you know, stopping for breakfast burritos and finishing them before we got on the on-ramp to the freeway and then eating again when we got there. We, and- were, we were driving to Santa Barbara and we stopped for sandwiches and I was like, oh, well, I'll eat this one now and then the other half later. Yeah. It was like I wasn't on the freeway and I, it was already gone. And then I think you had had your second half of your sandwich. Yeah. Like, Jeez, old man, he's already got half his sandwich. I don't have anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Can we stop again. Like, and, and I don't want to steal your thing, but you you said recently a couple of times that like I have never in the history of moderation moderated anything. Oh like, my gosh, there is never. There's never a tomorrow. There's never a later. Like it's all. Yeah, right like now. saving that second half of sandwich for some that's other not, time. That's yeah. not a thing. No, that's really annoying. Our daughter can do it. Must be nice. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so today we are going to talk about uh, road scholarships. Oh, yeah. Rhodes scholars. Uh, we will start out by uh, making you a road Scholar. That is what our plan is. But first, what is a road Scholar, Don? Yeah, what is a We've Rhodes heard Scholar? about it. We heard fancy pants people are road Scholars. So a road Scholar is a postgraduate degree that you can get from Oxford oh. in the UK, England. 
Legend. Oh, yeah. Uh, As opposed to Oxnard, which is... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know what kind of scholarship you get there. It's not a good one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it was created by uh, Cecil John Rhodes, who I believe was in Duran Duran. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Little I'm known fact. He, pretty sure he was, was in Cecil. Duran Duran. Yeah. Um, he created the Rhodes Scholar for Oxford University. But it, it sounds very fancy, but we're going to Americanize this. We're going to change the spelling because that's what we do here. Yeah. Uh, his his last in. name is R-H-O-D-E-S. We are talking about being a Rhodes uh, Scholar. See? R-O-A-D-S, From everybody. the University of Life. Yeah. <laughs> we're super clever and punny. Eh? <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say funny. But yes, we're also funny. Uh, but no, but we can be a champion of our choices on the road. We can learn to let go of those old 1960s, 1970s. Like maybe there was actually one gas station yeah. in four hours on a road trip in the 1970s. But, you know, there are strips of the five freeway going up, uh, going up and down California. That are scarce. Yeah. But, you know, you don't go more than 30 minutes without stopping at a Starbucks or a sipping cup. I don't know how it is around the world for sure, but driving around America, you just about can't you, you pretty much can't drive more than five minutes without running past a Starbucks or or someplace where you can stop and have a bathroom and certainly lots of uh, gas stations and stuff. So there's no need to to really give into that food scarcity mentality on a road trip. Well, and for us in particular, if you're listening to this podcast, probably listening because you have a disordered relationship with food. Oh, I know I do. And for me, that Pavlovian response of road trip is still four years later. Later, an issue. I went to the grocery store the other day to get just some some house food, as oh, you yeah. might have. Uh, that's one category. House food is one of my favorite kinds of food, really. And I actually started getting that anxious, like because I knew I was going to see my mom. It's not like a road trip, like woohoo. Um, but <laughs> I think a road trip is just a trip on the road. I don't I think know. it has to be a party. Okay. One last aside. This okay. is the last one you get. The Here, last do you, aside. Do you remember when we drove up to Mammoth? Oh yeah. We were driving up to Mammoth. It was a Friday. It was a Friday. If you're on the East Coast, it yeah. was a Friday. And we were stuck in traffic, and suddenly we came upon, in the middle of the desert, not near any oasis. Oh, my goodness, yes. Not near any I know exactly times. what you're talking about. We're driving up the road, and there was like, was it one truck or two trucks? I can't remember. I, it was it was a couple of vehicles, not not like big 18-wheel trucks, no, but, but like, like SUVs or like, yeah, pickups kind of things. And there were... It was like Burning Man yeah. was happening on the side of the road. Yeah, they it, were dancing. In my mind, none of them were <laughs> under the age of 45. No, they were older, I would say. And, and, they, were, and they were like wearing, you know, sort of like vaguely biker gear related like some stuff. some cutoffs and some tank tops. And, and, and just, I have never had such a good time no, in my On a Friday, on the side life. of the freeway, dancing on their cars. It was probably 11 a.m. or something like it that, too. It was <laughs> baffling. I have never... I've never been that happy. I've never been that no, a free spirit. Not, you wouldn't call me a free spirit. Not on my wedding day. They're, not like there's weren't. been nothing as enjoyable as those people were experiencing in that moment. Well, and here's the thing. They, there wasn't even food. 
No. They're, they weren't eating food. They oh, weren't sitting man. on their I trucks eating footlongs. I didn't know you they were going were that way. They were just good timing. Yeah, no, I've never had that good a time without food ever. They <laughs> were good timing. I, I, there was probably some reggae playing. Uh, I don't know what was happening. Yeah. If you are one of those people and you are listening and you want to call <laughs> us and tell us what the heck was going on, yeah. we have never had that good of a time. We would like to hear about it. And again, it was like in the desert. Anyway, yeah. uh, they were good timing. So that is the last anecdote. There's no... <laughs> I don't know where you were going with that or how that relates to weight loss or any of it. No, but other like when than... I think road trip, those people had a oh, road right. trip. Like right. that's... They were having a road trip. That's yeah, what no. the movies are about. No, those that's are not, those that's not my version good... of a road trip. No, no, my version of a road trip is like going to see your mom. That's... A... <laughs> yeah. No, but anyway, so I am going on a road trip myself, as I said. Yeah. Uh, so I associate it with like party and food and snacks. You got to tank up. You got to have the the big bulk snacks, easy to get. So now we're going to get down to brass tacks and talk about actual tips and tricks that you can employ as a person with a disordered eating to manage a road trip that you can be proud of instead of just tanking up like we used to do. Yes, indeed. Now here's one. So my first tip is kind of a double-edged sword because you have to be very careful about this, And uh, but it is to pack food for the trip that is on your plan. And here's the tricky part about that is don't do what we've done in the past, which is pack the food and then eat it all in the first 10 minutes and then also stop later on for a bunch of other food that's not on your plan. But so we're talking about packing things that are non-triggery to you that aren't going to cause you to just dive in and have all of it. And we're talking about packing a lot of like low to no calorie drinks to have in the car so that you stay hydrated. But bringing food with you that is part of your normal day-to-day plan and then planning on having that in the same way you would have it when you weren't in the car can be a real lifesaver when you're on these road trips and really stop you from, you know, diving into gas station candy bars when you're when you're on a stop. Exactly. And two, like before you get in the car, eating something high protein so that you're not just getting oh, yeah. into the car hungry. Yeah, yeah. Because, you don't want to start hungry. Because, you know, it's like, okay, well, we'll eat in an hour. Suddenly you get in the car, even if you don't eat until usually 11 a.m. It's 8 a.m. and your stomach starts crumbling. Yeah, we're not talking about tanking up before no. you get in the car, but trying to, you know, curb your impulses. You know, it's almost like a Pavlovian yeah, response no, it totally to me. Is. Like you get in the car for the road trip and it's like, okay, when are we stopping for snacks? Well, and part of that is that knowing yourself, like, because that impulse, it actually happens. If I'm, you know, if it's a weekend and I know I'm driving somewhere, my stomach starts rumbling at 7.30 in the morning. Yeah. And I usually don't eat until 10.30, 11 a.m. But getting past that by actually just eating like yogurt or eggs or, you know, something high protein can really help. Absolutely. Um, so I have some more examples of things to uh, to pack up in the car. Please let me know what they are. Okay. <laughs> uh, watermelon, baby carrots, sliced mm. peppers, hard-boiled eggs, ham and cheese roll-ups, grapes, single serving of indulgent snacks yeah so i'm not we're not saying just like cry and eat you know red peppers <laughs> <laughs> you're driving down the road i'm crying. driving and i'm crying <laughs> yeah, uh, that's stuff. why he was crying because it was all just red peppers but have those indulgent snacks but don't buy the family size bag that you can stick your hand into. no it's so important like okay i'm going to have a bag of potato chips but i'm gonna have these single serving yeah you you want that like half ounce 
uh, size bag, not the the family size, you know, box warehouse version that you think is such a great deal that you put in the car and then your family eats it within you or maybe by yourself eat it within the first 10 minutes of the trip. Well, because there's anonymity too. And say you're, you're traveling with two to three other people. If yeah. you just have a bunch of bags of potato chips and a bunch of high calorie snacks, you can sneak in a snack. Nobody's, someone's paying attention to the road and you can sneak in a snack. Yeah. Yeah. Anyone. If you, you like sort of dilute your shame. <laughs> right. Well, but there's that, I can secretly eat right in front of you because yeah. you're actually paying attention to the road. Yeah. But if you actually are traveling with a few different people, have individual bags or like lunch boxes with your snacks already laid out. Yeah. Because if you go into that, you know, anonymous bag of, you know, th- we're bringing the family size pack of 24 mini, you know, Funyun bags, you're just going to go in and eat them. If you have your, you know, mini lunchbox, your travel lunchbox with your more indulgent treats, you know that that's all you have. You can put your locale snacks all in one big container, but definitely portion out yours beforehand and even track them so that it's not like, I don't know how to Right, right. talk like that. Now, I know many of you have been on road trips, but if this is your first road trip, there are a couple of things that you should not have as snacks in the car. Uh, The first is a build-your-own-taco bar. You don't have a (laughs) build-your-own-taco bar in the car. That's not practical. It's messy. It it doesn't – no omelet stations. Definitely, like, hard-boiled eggs are fine. Now, hold on. I have enjoyed a good omelet station in the car from time to time. Okay. Don't look up recipes for cigarette lighter uh, s'mores. Like, you don't do that. Um, no fondue. That's impractical. Oh, man. Um, that is really messy in the car. I know from experience. Hot pho soup is not okay. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be using chopsticks What if you car. have a really big cup holder in your car, though, and you can keep the pho in there? And You know, I, I'm thinking chopstick-based food choices are not Okay, great not for good the, for the car. Yeah, All right. no, not really good. You're, no charcuterie boards. <laughs> yeah. like, that's not good. It doesn't go on the dash like you think it would. Yeah, no barbecue true. ribs. Uh, so those are just a selection of things that maybe you should not have on the road trip. Yeah, probably For the not. untrained. It's right. not practical. <laughs> Fall off the dashboard. Make a big, cheesy fondue mess. Exactly. Also, probably not within your calorie goal. <laughs> uh, but something that you can do is, and look, a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at this one too, but I think it's important, is actually plan and scout out your food stops. If you're not going to pack meals or if the trip is super long or whatever and you really want to stop and have a meal for a break, actually scout out, plan when you're going to do it, find and find some backup like sort of, you know, emergency uh, places to stop and actually scout the menus and figure out someplace you can stop that really would still fit within your plan. Oh, for sure. I mean, we're not saying don't indulge, but we have sort of a policy of when we stop at, say, a Starbucks rest stop, I know that I can get a protein pack snack if right. I'm really hungry. Like, I can get that, but not a great time to get donuts and quiche things and, you know, all those indulgent sweets. And they have a lot of sort of prepackaged, like, um, you know, grapes and cheese and eggs and, and things like that that are that are re- relatively reasonably calorie friendly, um, along with those those egg bites that they have that are that are fairly calorie yeah. friendly, like things like that. And 
we actually found like this is not an ad for various fast food places, but you could do pretty well calorie wise, even at a place like Subway, for example. Um, they have this like broccoli cheese soup that is remarkably like decent and and um, relatively good calorie wise. And there are some various subs you can get in the six inch size that are really that are really pretty good. And then Catherine's, you know, sort of go to is there's always like the kids meal yeah. at fast food places are generally pretty calorie friendly. Yeah, I mean, you don't need to supersize anything. You don't need to tank up. It's always more than we want it to be. You don't yeah. need to go, oh, they're throwing in a cookie or oh, you get the family size snack bag, whatever. But like, go with the healthier options. Um, don't king size anything like don't if you're going to get a treat we're not saying don't you know finish everything but you don't need the four servings of snickers bar just oh it's on the road it's a good thing get the smallest portion that you can of the indulgent treat that really matters to you not the janky whatever off brand like oh i don't have these in our neighborhood get something that is really meaningful to you and not just the throwaway snack that you could have at home and to sort of tag on to that idea If you're going to have treats on the road, I mean, you know, sometimes vacations are for that sort of thing. Be really intentional about it. Yeah. The thing that I always would do and still sometimes do is we would stop at a road stop for a bathroom break and they would have the same treats I can get anywhere at any time. And I would just see it sitting there at the convenience store and buy it and eat it. And then, you know, it was gone before I knew it. And then what am I doing? Like, I can get that stuff anywhere. Why am I just caving to whatever, like, willy-nilly treats? Like, really, if you're going to do it, make it something special or or at least be intentional about it yeah. and be like, okay, I, I know that when I, you know, when we stop the third time, that's when I'm going to have my gas station, you know, egg salad sandwich or whatever your treat is. Yeah, no. And I think having that as sort of your anchor or your, your North Star of your trip of being intentional, because if you do the same road trip over and over again, you go to the lake house, you go to your grandma's house, whatever, you know the stops along the way. Yeah. And if you go into every convenience store and ask yourself, ooh, what looks good? Like, nothing good is going to happen with that. You know, you don't need the, you know, the corn dog on a stick that's been on the rotator, you know, for seven hours. Yeah. You know, like, ooh, that's, that's going to settle well. Right. But go and say, like, you know what? I really love... An almond joy. I do. That's yeah. the truth. This isn't made up, people. This is this is actual real no, life. No, she does. If I say, okay, on the last stop before we get, you know, the last time we stop for gasoline, I'm going to get an almond joy. It's, I love it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to have it with a cup of coffee. It's going to be delicious. Yeah. Not fondue. You don't do that. No. <laughs> but, but have it be purposeful. Don't get the king size. Get the small portion and really enjoy it. Be mindful about it. I mean, don't do that thing of like, oh, Donald's in the restroom. All right. I can secret eat a stick of butter before it. Like, I could, that's yeah. going to be gone really quickly. I can manage that, which I definitely used to do. Like, oh, I'll save it for later. There's no later. There's never later. Absolutely. Okay, so we've given you some practical tips on managing the actual road trip, but now we're going in to the world of the mind. <laughs> I don't know. That sounded better in my <laughs> A road trip inside your own head. <laughs> so one thing to remember about all of this is you haven't even gotten where you're going yet. Yeah. I'm guessing the road trip isn't just 
to go to different fast food places. You're probably going somewhere where you're going to be out of your general routine. Yeah, you could be in the car for, you know, six or eight or 12 or, you know, a couple of days or whatever, and you've already had, you know, 8,000 calories on your way to where you're going. And then you get to your destination and it's just food, food, food on top of that. No, that's totally true. Like if I get to my mom's, oh, are you hungry? Yes, I haven't eaten at all. (laughs) Most definitely, as there's like barbecue sauce and fondue on my face right um you know because that's what i do because that's what you do in the car with your omelet bars yeah but you haven't even gotten where you're going yet maybe the road trip you're stopping at all these different you know uh sites of interest okay that's one thing we're not going to talk about that but you haven't gotten where you're going yet and you've already eaten all of the snacks filled up on janky you know fast food whatever Each day, we have talked about math before. We have talked about Gregorian calendars before. Um, (laughs) Each day of the week is 14% of your week. And if you spend a day traveling, and it's only a five-hour trip, and I've already eaten 3,000 calories of secret food, like, you haven't even gotten where you're going yet, and you've already blown it. Like, that's not cool, man. Yeah, yeah, man. (laughs) I guess we're talking like that now. Uh, We're like those people uh, partying on the side of the road. So- The overarching point here is don't use the road trip as an excuse to just go crazy with your eating and just to give up entirely, which is what I used to do all the time. If I am being honest with myself, which I try really hard to do now, that has been really one of the keys to my success at losing the weight and keeping it off is being honest with myself. I would use whatever excuse I had in front of me to eat as much as I possibly could. And that, like a road trip, was golden in terms of that. It was like, well, I have no choice. But really, I had plenty of choices. And I just really wanted to indulge in these things. And then the other thing, which I touched on at the beginning of this episode, is I know now that going on a road trip, going on a vacation, and you know, eating what I eat is not a reason to give up forever. Yeah. I know that I can get right back on it when the car stops at my destination or when the trip is over itself. In addition to all of these things I now do to moderate while it's happening, I know getting right back on the plan is the best way to keep myself from spiraling out of control and to keep myself from gaining back that 100 pounds that I've lost. For sure. And, you know, sort of as you said in the beginning, there's no food scarcity. That yeah. doesn't exist. What we were told as kids of tanking up or we don't know when we're going to stop, there are so many resources we can use now to figure out where we're going to stop and what they're going to have. There are no, there are very few food surprises left in the world. Yeah. Like the roads have all been traveled. Yeah. And, and the internet has really made that a thing of the past. Yeah. And we know what restaurants are. We can look things up. We can take some agency in our choices. And just remember the car isn't immune from the effects of calories. Just because you're doing it in secret, just because you're colluding with your family members to snack. It's not some zone where the calories suddenly don't count. You don't go through a magical force field when you get inside. But people still do that. Oh, it doesn't count. Vacation calories don't count. Oh, like birthday cake doesn't count. (laughs) (laughs) I love that voice. Yeah. No, but it doesn't count. Sorry. But get rid of that eat the second that you buckle up 
tank up mentality. We are people with disordered eating habits. And that's all this is. It is a habit. It is a Pavlovian. We have no, everything has been studied. We know that you ring a bell and the dog salivates. Yeah. Like I'm the dog in the situation. Oh yeah. And we all know that dogs, I don't know, have you seen those things where dogs just like keep eating? If you let out food for them for a week, they eat it in one day. Yeah. That's me. Yeah, for sure. There's no moderation here. But the thing is, I have learned, and dear listener, I'm a grown-up at this point. There's no going back. I'm not surprised by anything. Yeah. I have the opportunity to take agency in my actions, to plan ahead, and to set myself up for success. Sure, that can involve some indulgent choices, but I used to make the choice to be a victim of travel, of being out of my comfort zone. Oh, well, I can't make a tossed salad in the car, so what am I to do? (laughs) But when we take some agency and we start taking back control of every 14% of our week, it matters. We haven't even gotten where we're going yet. And as Donald said at the very beginning of this, we enjoy the journey of the trip and don't just make it about the food. We make it about the experience. And... You have the opportunity to do that too. In this whole weight loss journey, there is no end. Like if, even if I'm up a few pounds when I come back from visiting my mom, it's not, okay, well, goodbye. We only look thin. Like I have the opportunity to get right back on track the minute I get back. It will be very interesting to see if I actually do that. So uh, this is- uh, I can't wait to see it. I know. So uh, we will definitely do a follow-up to my road trip, my solo road trip, Mm -hmm. uh, for accountability when I return. So so what can you do this summer to take control? Uh, You will find out what I did to take control on another episode of We only look thin. Stay tuned for next week. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and uh, please tune in next time. <laughs> Do people tune in to podcasts sure. for, uh, to find out how Catherine did on that? And if you would like to listen to all of our episodes, they are still available wherever you found this one. And you can also listen to all of them at any time on our website, weonlylookthin.com. Yep. And if you are at weonlylookthin.com, check out the link that says join our support group. Oh, yeah, do that. We have a Facebook-based accountability group for women called Walt Place, We Only Look Thin Place. And it is an amazing community of women supporting one another. There's accountability challenges. I do Zoom meetings for members about three times a week. So there's a ton of opportunity for one-on-one uh, coaching there. Uh, I'm just super proud of it. So go check out our uh, our website for more information. We have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month option with a seven-day complimentary trial so please check it out it's uh it's a it's a really amazing group yeah like if you have ever been listening to this podcast and you've said to yourself i really wish i could ask Catherine questions directly and she would directly answer me back like you can do that in Walt Place and it happens on a regular basis and not just even online but you know sort of face to face on Zoom calls it's it's really a great experience um and uh, I am a big fan. Thanks. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Donald is on as an admin, as they yes. say. Uh, but it is—it's uh, just a group I'm really proud of, and it's a great place for accountability on road trips.
tips. Indeed. Uh, so if you would like to uh, interact with us in other ways, you can email us to weonlylookthin at gmail.com. Uh, we will get back to you eventually. If you have any questions for us, uh, we can answer them. If you have episode ideas, if there are things you'd like us to clarify, if uh, things you want us to touch on, um, we have turned uh, listener emails into episodes in the past. Why not yours? Yeah. Um, and you can also interact with us on the socials. Uh, we are active on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Only Look Thin. And if you're feeling generous, you can head over to Apple Podcast and leave us a rating and a review. Oh, that's a great idea. It helps boost us in the ratings. It helps other people find our podcast and puts a little smile on our faces. It so sure does. Head over there. Please do. So if you're headed out on a road trip this summer and you're still not sure which is a better snack, fondue or baby carrots, <laughs> just remember that Donald and I are an, an inspiration. inspiration. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. 